We hope you enjoy listening to this podcast of St. Louis on the Air, brought to you by University College at Washington University. With undergraduate and graduate programs, part-time, evening, and online. University College at Washington University, offering world-class education within reach. Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Don Marsh. Today we go behind the headlines. On a recent program, we talked about successful charter schools and what makes them successful. The issue of unsuccessful charters came up without much discussion as to what made the others unsuccessful. We wanted to dig a little bit deeper on that, so we brought in our education reporter, Ryan Delaney. Ryan, yeah, most of the charter schools are successful, but... Yeah, um, I, I, we we do need to make that clear that there are very, very successful charter schools yep. in the city, and uh, you had some of them on this program uh, last week. The subject of the program was what makes charter schools successful. It yes. was, we're basically bent that way. Yeah. Yes, but there, there there was a question that you asked about whether or not charter schools have failed, uh, and you know that I. I believe led to some some comments from listeners and um, just begs the question for some clarity, I, I think. And um, saying whether or not a charter school has failed is a tough question to, to answer because it's, it's subjective and in the eyes of the beholder a little bit about what you deem failure. Because mm-hmm. charter schools have closed and that's not necessarily to say that just because they are closed now means that they have failed. How, how do you define it then? Well, I don't have a straight up and down answer for you, but you know some examples uh, historically in the about two decades that charter schools have operated in St. Louis. I think there's some examples of charter schools that have uh, failed the most. The, the first answer that came to my mind after listening to the segment last week mm-hmm. was the Imagine Charter School Network, which was the largest charter school system in the city of uh, St. Louis at its time. Uh, it had six campuses educating uh you know, about 3,500 students or so. And um, that's the only example of a charter school in St. Louis where uh, the State Board of Education actually basically had mm-hmm. to come in and, and do what I kind of consider the nuclear option, which was uh, revoke its sponsor's ability to be a sponsor and thus kind of removing a, a link in that chain of how charter schools operate to close down the imagined schools. Um, there was uh, some questions about uh, finances and administration of the Imagine Network. It was a, a for-profit charter system um, with some real estate dealings that um, this was a national charter school network. And, and, mm-hmm. and here in Missouri and other states, there were questions about how much rent Imagine was paying to um, its landlord, which was a company that was also owned by the Imagine Charter School Network, things mm-hmm. like that. Um, also, I, I mean, more important to the, the day-to-day of the school, its students were not scoring very highly on state performance. Mm-hmm. Uh, exams. Right. Um, so that school was closed in 2012, and uh, you know that left 3,500 families and 3,500 students to find new schools. And in a lot of that case, uh, you know, St. Louis public schools, the the traditional district, had to step up and find room for a lot of students in a short amount of time. How, how does that work with regard to for-profit charter schools? With regard to uh, funding? Well, it's different in each state, and that's what I think makes the broader conversation and debate about charter schools very hard to follow is that Mm -hmm. every state has different Mm -hmm. systems. Here in Missouri, um, the actual direct charter – uh, organization has to be a nonprofit. They, um, we do have some national charter organizations such as KIPP and Eagle um, Gateway Science Academy, which was on here last week, is run by the Concept Schools, which is a 
organization that these they operate charter schools in mm-hmm. several states. However, um, they are nonprofits. In Missouri law, they can bring in uh, for-profit charter management organizations to run the day-to-day operations of those. Uh, right now in St. Louis, uh, at least there aren't any. Um, Imagine was a for-profit uh Confluence Academies, which is uh, now the largest and also has some some troubled past uh, there, was using a for-profit they no longer are. Um, so there can be some for-profit elements in that, which raises concern among some people about the finances of them uh, and where that money is going. But for the most part, it is supposed to be a nonprofit system. How are charter schools impacting the St. Louis public school system? I mean, it is part of the public school system. They are public schools, yes. Um, And they do receive um, the per-pupil state funding um, that SLPS gets. So there is – there's no question about it. There's competition about it uh, amongst these charter school networks – and, you know, some of their budgets now go to marketing. You see it more with some of the larger organizations, um, you know, ads on the sides of buses and, and flyers home. Um, even SLPS does radio ads. Uh, each student equals a certain amount of money. So when um, your enrollment at a district or a charter school decreases to another charter school or to the dis- the traditional district, that's less money coming in for you. So these so, kids do – I mean it, it's a very kind of crass way to look at public education, but there are um, – there are to an extent dollar signs above these kids. So you can argue that the uh, the charter school system is in some ways weakening SLPS. I think that's harsh. Um, the, the amount of money that is spent on, on marketing – I don't have the numbers off the top of my mm-hmm. head, but this is something we looked at last year. It's not a huge – amount of money. Um, There are, however, (laughs) people, and I was talking to a teacher um, from Roosevelt High School, one of the comprehensive high schools in St. Louis run by SLPS, that um, does not like charter schools because it depletes that resources. So that is an argument that people make that uh, charter schools funnel off aid and weaken the traditional school Mm -hmm. system. Um, But to, to say that they are stealing money from the school is is hard. I mean, it is bringing sort of a, a capitalist element. Into yeah, it, I though. wouldn't say stealing. I, okay. I didn't say. I said right. we- weakening. Weakening. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> well, I mean, it's the, the whole the way that Missouri's education funding formula works is it's supposed to be per student. So the more students you have, the more money you get. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's supposed to be <laughs> equitable yeah. in that yeah. sense. How many charter schools do we have in the, in the city? Um, Specific buildings or actual schools, yeah. uh, a, a little um, – about 34, 35. Mm-hmm. Um, however, there are some like networks that um, run – you know, Gateway Science Academy has three different uh, – two or three different schools. Confluence is a network of about four or five schools. So um, <laughs> to use the jargon, LEAs, um, but basically agencies that are running uh, schools, there's uh, I think about 18, but about uh, 34 schools I think I – might have that Are, off one or two. Do, do any of them appear to be in, in jeopardy now because of whatever uh, reasons might uh, might cause them to fail? Uh, well, there was uh, Paclaris Academy uh, closed at the end of last school mm-hmm. year after um, struggling for a long time, and it sponsored the University of Missouri-St. Louis, um, decided that to, to close it down, which is the a big role in, in the job of a, a charter sponsor to close a school that is failing. And that's the argument that charter schools make, that when they are not performing well, they get shut down. Um, that's kind of the answer to people who say that they are not held accountable. But, um, you know, you're not going to close down SLPS, but you can close down a charter. Um, 
Confluence Academy is, as I alluded to, is a uh, charter network that has been struggling for a long time, much to the consternation of the State Board of Education, which does not have the ability um, to list a charter school as unaccredited the way that they do charter schools. But for years, Confluence um, test scores have been below uh what the state considers to be proficient and, and below SLPS. Um, but I, I, I should note that, um, you know, if you look at each individual SLPS school and each individual charter school, it's a jumble. I, I mean, I have this in front of me where there are a good number of charter schools that perform better than uh, SLPS schools. Um, and then the, the gifted and talented magnet programs of SLPS maybe doing better than a, a charter school. So, as I, as I understand it, most of the charter schools have sponsorship by institutions of higher education. That is the main one, yes, and, and kind of how the law was set up. Um, school districts can sponsor charter schools, and SLPS has in the past. Um, the two that I can think of are, have, have been closed, and it's not something that SLPS is actively doing. There is also a um, state commission that can sponsor charter schools that was actually created after the imagined schools were shut down. So one part of this commission's job is sort of a fail-safe. If a um, sponsor is removed, um, the commission can step in, but they can also independently sponsor. And they um, sponsored their first charter school actually just this summer in St. Louis, uh, Kairos Academies, which is scheduled to open next fall. It's a very active uh, phenomenon going on here in St. Louis, obviously, with the charter schools. It is. Um, and charter schools educate about a third of the students mm-hmm. in St. Louis who attend public school. There's uh, about 36,000 uh, children in St. Louis enrolled in public schools, and um, charters have about a third of that. SLPS is about twenty-one to 22,000. And enrollment's up. Um, some preliminary numbers that I, I got this morning, uh, enrollment at charters is up about 800 students without any new schools mm-hmm. opening this fall. Well, that tells us something, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. And actually yeah. one fewer schools than there were last year. So, really? yeah. Even more so. Well, Ryan Delaney, thank you for bringing us up to speed. Anything you want to add about the charter school situation here? Oh, that would take a couple more shows. Okay, so well, I, we'll leave it there. We'll thanks, schedule. John. We'll yeah. schedule. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU.